welcome to another episode of Defy the Norm. So we skipped our Awaken Wednesday this week because we have exciting news. We are about to launch a new app and the girls and I decided that we wanted to keep the Awaken Wednesday as a special part of the new app. So I hope you're excited to... Um, be a part of that tribe when we release that. But for today, for Solo Cast Saturday, Victor asked if he could take over and do a solo cast himself because we, uh, as you know, have been uh, kind of living in Polson, but you know, we spend more time in our RV. Uh, we thought we'd do about 50 50, but it's getting to the point that it's like 75 to 95% of the month that we spend in one of the RVs. And so this trip made us uh, kind of rethink like, why are we keeping a home base? And while I'm not completely convinced in, um, the state of the world being okay to be back on the road. At the same time, I am completely convinced that humanity uh, is amazing and that uh, I trust that if things change, that there are plenty of open doors and empty land that we could park on. So Victor's going to come on the podcast today and just talk a little bit about how you know, how he defies the norm in his own way, he's, even though he's not as outspoken and loud about it as I am, he has something of value that I think a lot of you will resonate with. And so without further ado, I'm turning it over to Victor. See you next Monday. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Hi guys and welcome to Defy the Norm podcast. It is me, Victor. I'm the guy, the quiet guy that no one hears about on our uh, travel blog. I decided that I'm going to hijack today's podcast a little bit and share some stories uh, from a different perspective. Um, as you probably already know, Robin and I make up the parent team on this on our little journey here with this amazing family and we couldn't be mo more polar opposite. And uh, actually, it's very interesting because initially when we met, um, we thought we had uh, we do have a ton in common. Uh, that's absolutely a guarantee. But our personality types, how we um, and how we deal with situations is almost completely different. Um, and as you probably already know, if you've listened to our podcast, uh, once you do the personality tests, as well as Enneagram, we test in that same way. And so it's provided us an opportunity for both growth as well as uh, changing our experience. Now, personally, I've always felt um, like I was defying the norm anyway. You know, I, I, when I first met Robin, I was 19 years old. She basically <laughs> walked me over to the kinesiology department because I spent all my time in the gym and I was a business major. And she told me like, what are you doing? Why are you a business major? You seem to fall asleep in all your classes. Why don't you just live your passion? And then we go, we can go from there. Um, little did I know the journey we were headed down. And in the end, Robin always 
spearheads everything, but as a as kind of a point of respect, she we always get together and talk about the options on any travel, and she brings me in. But I've always felt, especially uh, growing up, by the time I met Robin, I've always felt I was a little bit different. The things that were important to me seemed to be a little bit different. I always really cared about. I was a. I've been a personal trainer for thirty years, and so my workouts, my food, um, they're always my top priority. Uh, and as I we got to building our business in Coronado, California, for twenty years, I seemed to see a difference in what was important to me and what was important to some other people. And I wanted to spend as much time as possible with my family, and that's no different than most fathers, I'm sure, but. I was making those decisions to go, you know what, I need to be home. I can't work with this individual. I need to be at home and help help with my family, take care of them, spend quality time with them. And I also wanted to get my work out and I also wanted to eat certain types of foods. And then we've gradually built upon that over time. And as you can imagine, uh, that seems to make complete sense we're talking with someone that's a strength coach, personal trainer, health and wellness coaches would generally, I refer to myself at this point. But as we started to venture out over the last six years, it's created this massive growth process for me, not only in my personality, but also as a father, husband, um, and friend. Uh, I didn't realize, so the first thing I'm going to talk about, especially if you're considering this and you happen to be a dad out there um, or primary breadwinner, whatever that, whatever definition you have for that, I want to prep you a little bit because it can be an exciting time, but it can also blindside you to the fact that who you are at work Oftentimes, you have a lot more dialed in and and wrapped into that than you think. I'll say that one more time. Your work, our work defines us. And in today's society, that's certainly good, but it also can be bad. And so I remember my first trip to, to Europe being completely blindsided with the amount of time that we had. Now, if you didn't already know and you're listening to us for the first time, uh, we spent we packed backpacks up and we backpacked through Europe with the kids for six months. Uh, we left the business. I had left the business in the hands of a ex-student and uh, a teacher who did a fabulous job. That wasn't the issue. The issue was me. I had didn't know really what to do with myself without work. And that continues to be a little bit of a theme that I'm consistently working on. And so um, I've encountered, as I've shared this, I have a lot of gentlemen that I work with that are in their retired years. And as they transition from working their 40, 50, 60, whatever hours they have to go into retirement, they don't know what to do with themselves because they don't, they never had the time to develop other aspects of their personalities. Now, thankfully I have, I have some hobbies that I really, really enjoy. Um, and so I can put those, I was doing those, but it still wasn't enough. And one of the big reasons that was an issue too is because I, I, I really thrived on sort of bringing home the bacon, so to speak. Uh, and, and that's not to say that that's wrong. What we're trying to do is define, I'm trying to share with you 
because you can get blindsided by these these feelings of anxiety, um, a little bit of depression associated with it because your your why has changed completely. And here I was in the middle of these amazing places and not knowing what the heck was going on with me. Well, thank, thankfully, I had the time to reflect and my wife obviously brought it to my attention as many times as possible. Like, hey, I think this is what's going on. You need to be able to deal with this so we can move forward with this. And so that continues to be something that I'm working on and is an important part of of everyday life is that you have an understanding like we're here for such a very short period of time. And I think it's important that you seize that moment. Like, yes, you have to work. We have to make, we all have to make livings, but you should realize that how you make that living and how you spend your free time and how you develop is absolutely critical in your personal responsibility for growth. Now, the other element that, that I encountered while we traveled was associated with my personality type, which I was, a, I'm always a sort of a natural caregiver. And so, uh, as my kids have aged, they've, they've, uh, they've needed me sort of less and less as we've evolved as a father. And, and we have some amazing, the three olders are amazing. They put me to shame on what they can accomplish on a virtual, uh, platform. They're doing amazing at building that. And so that, that has led to some other issues with also defining roles, right? And so I think it's important that it, if you take an opportunity to reflect on these things through mindfulness, and as you probably already know from listening to the podcast, take some time to reflect on that, sit in that, let it go resonate, what's going on, get to the root cause, and then verbalize and communicate those instead of potentially just being um, <laughs> how do I put this, a jerk, which at some points that that ends up coming out like, hey, what's going on? Cause you're acting like, you know what? And so I think it's absolutely valuable that you define and understand what's going on, especially if you're trying to lend yourself or, or move into a full-time, a full-time RV lifestyle, or even, uh, you know, uh, changing careers to something that's a little more digital. Uh, that can be a little bit of a challenge because you're defining and the accountability associated with that was actually what I found quite challenging. Now I train everyone digitally and initially it was it's just too easy for me and my personality type to sort of hide on a social media platform which can be extremely frustrating for for someone especially you're you're, you're saying on one you're saying I want to grow this business, but I, you're, you haven't posted. I haven't posted in five or six days. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. It's arduous. I need to really work myself up to be this persona that is loud, extroverted. Because in the end, I'm I'm a pretty quiet, introverted person, and that's why you'll. I prefer to sort of take a um, more back seat in our our nomads post because I really want to push my family up and put them on this pedestal like look at this this is amazing and so I think that also defines me as defying the norm uh I like to think of myself as a foundation to which everything is built and I think that's absolutely valuable um in this day and age and sort of family values I knew when I met Robin and she asked me how many kids you want to have I said as many as you want <laughs> and we start to build this amazingly beautiful large family the challenges associated with raising a family uh, especially having five children is a rarity 
And so I knew in my heart um, what kind of father I wanted to be and what I wanted to be able to, to give to them. And it's a unique, kind of a unique experience because I'm a sort of a kid of the 80s. I was born in 1974. So I have this unique perspective. There were some hard things about our upbringing. Um, at the same time, we had some technology that make things certainly very easy. And so uh, as a father, I, I definitely want to be there if they fall and get hurt. And I've been coaching gymnastics for 30 years. And so it's definitely something that's important, but I'm not going to be the person to jump up and grab them like, oh, are you okay? I'm like, oh, let's see how this little bird flies. And so from an early age, I knew they wanted, I wanted to be um, compassionate, but try to be a little, ch- create some challenges in their life that were unique and would help bolster them, bolster our children up. Uh, and also being, available emotionally, uh, which is sometimes a challenge. I, I've been teaching kids for 30 years. And so I see sort of the negative repercussions of parents that are just trying their best to tread water and survive. And the kids near the end of the, of our business, I could tell all they wanted to do was talk to me. Um, all they wanted to do was get hugs and affirmation and, and that's great, but I could also see that chipping away at potentially that family unit. And so as we sort of developed this and came into, uh, nomads with a purpose and defying the norm, I knew as a father, I needed to even further really dig in my heels. Like, no, this is what I stand for as a father. This is what I stand for. Um, as a husband, um, supporting my wife no matter what, and then not needing to be the, you know, sort of loudest person. Um, all we always in jujitsu, I was like, be careful that quietest person in the room. Uh, and you know, I I think it, it, one of the big things that's missing, um, particularly in in our society right now is the changes that we've, I've experienced and I've kind of biohacked in myself to find this happy medium. Um, life is certainly a yin and yang. And, and so in my job, I've always found, uh, as, and as a coach, I've always find this yang, this sort of, uh, this compassionate side that, that really I have to, I tap into to help everyone feel amazing help them feel successful and to bolster them like you can do it I know you can do it but I needed to find that balance and so in my mid-30s aside from weight training I started getting really connected again um, to my grappling roots I was a wrestler in high school about a microsecond uh, in college until the program got cut and then from there I, I was sort of missing that play that flow state uh, weight training is, is an amazing thing and I'll never stop doing it, but I needed that, find that connection. So I started because my wife gave me the, okay, like, Hey, I think it's, you, we have a little extra time. The girls are at gymnastics. Why don't you go, why don't you go to go try some jujitsu? And so I started training jujitsu and it helped me to connect with that flow state. But more than that, it helped me bring up this other side of me and bring up the balance that was absolutely critical. And so I found myself for, uh, connected to this sort of primal instinct. And so if anyone, uh, and I think martial arts, grappling sports, judo, uh, any type of uh, boxing, uh, wrestling, 
can do wonders for bringing up that balance. And so we live in a world where oftentimes guys aren't tapping into that primal. Um, and so they end up potentially, uh, you know, drinking more, um, you know, and doing recreational drugs to try to balance out these, essentially these things that they need to feed. And so in my, with my men, it's, especially if I'm working with them now, it's absolutely critical to me that right out of the gate, they're tapping into that primal instinct, whether it's hunting, fishing, um, lifting weights does phenomenal things. Cause it, it kind of can tap into that. Like, Oh, lift something heavy, drag something, carry something. These primal patterns that are critical for triggering the right endocrinology. And even with the women that I work with, I'm always working on tapping in and getting their endocrinology correct. And so I think it's important in today's society that men are doing things and boys are doing things like it's very normal. Um, my boys, I remember uh, from a very young age, people were being very worried because they played with guns and sticks and things like that. Oh, they're going to be incredibly violent. That Nothing could be farther from the truth because I'm a present father and they know that this is an appropriate time for roughhouse play and this is not. Um, and furthermore, I think uh, men need that sort of still connection with that. Uh, and as they do that, their health comes back online. And so I, one of the valuable things that we can take from this as you defy the norm, the norm is think about what our modern society has done to families, men, women, food. Uh, to defy the norm at this point is to eat a whole whole foods diet, um, even staying fit and taking care of your body and your health is in many ways defying the standard norm. We're seeing obesity rates climb even more. And yet we spend the, we have supposedly the best health care. Um, 65%. I saw a statistic that says 65% of pharmaceuticals, uh, drugs that are consumed are consumed in the States. We are getting more unhealthy. And so defying the norm at this point is taking care of your family's health. That's defying the norm. Prioritizing your children and bolstering them up uh, and creating a, a strong family unit. That's sort of defying the norm as well. And tapping into your primal instincts, working out, doing some things that really get your endocrinology feeling good, tap, get you tapped into flow state, um, make you feel masculine because the world needs to be that yin and yang, that balance. And so I hopefully I shared with you guys a couple points on what I feel like I how I defy the norm and your, and I hope to be able to, to steal this podcast every once in a while to join Robin and share a little bit more of that. But until that time again, keep in mind that defying the norm is about living your life unapologetically, just like Robin always talks about on these, on our podcast. And that, that can be in the face of a lot of challenges in today's society, but it's your choice. You're here for a very short period of time. Why not enjoy it? Find out how to thrive, figure out what makes you tick. In the end, I work with clients every day and I, I have to really dig deep 
to find those roots on what's going to make them thrive and live unapologetically. I have one gal that I work with right now that goes roller skating, not rollerblading, roller skating, and she finds her flow state there. And I know when she goes roller skating multiple times a week, she's going to the rest of the her her week works out really well. Her eating is on point. Um, her mood is higher. And so that's a very good example of like, hey, I'm gonna I, I need to go do this. Like, great, go do that. And if that means you, you have to put your family in a trailer and travel to uh to experience life, that can also that's obviously defying the norm. But taking that small step and understanding that you can go against whatever grain that is to help you live your most amazing life. That is the first step in defying the norm. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you next time.